What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. I'm here in studio in frigid, icy Lockport, Illinois, and Tanner's there, and I'm sure frigid and icy Rochester, Indiana. Yeah, it's cold, but it's not as cold as it was late last week. Holy cow, oh, late last week was just Late last stupid. week was brutal. It, here, it's only 10 degrees, and I think the wind chills below freezing. Did you guys get an ice storm it's 16 on here, 16 here. Oh, man. Um, Shorts weather. Yeah, yeah, I did get some ice Saturday night. I was up in Fort Wayne, but got some ice Saturday night, so didn't leave the house for quite a while. That's smart. I don't like leaving the house even on sunny days, so <laughs> ice gives me a perfectly good excuse to stay inside. Oh, man. Um, got some birdie bogey for me tonight? I do. I do. Let me uh, bring up the banner so you can get that for all the viewers. But uh, NFL playoffs, NFL playoff time. I want to know which NFL stadium, past or present, has held the most NFL playoff games. Most NFL playoff games. Man, that's a real good question. I mean, we have some pretty new stadiums. Like, I mean, Steelers have been in the playoffs forever, it feels like. But Heinz Field's only been around for maybe 18 years or so. Right. Um, it's a good question there, T-Dog. I have an answer, but uh, it's probably going to be wrong. As I hope it is. I'm hoping <laughs> Both of us are usually wrong, so I'm hoping I don't want to get into a uh, two-stroke hole. So There's a lot of a lot of season left. Oh, you better believe it. But <laughs> last last year got out of hand uh, pretty quick down the stretch. So Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. Yes, sir. It'll be veggie season uh, once the weather gets a little warmer. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Starting off with the uh, NFL tonight, what do you want to talk? You want to talk playoffs? You want to talk Week 18? Or do you just want to go straight into Black Monday? We're not We're not starting with the NFL. We were just Oh, that's right. This. We talked about this literally 30 seconds ago. Oh, man, it's a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking Big Ten hoops. That's where usually... Big Ten hoops. That's what I meant. <laughs> that was classic. Literally three minutes ago, one minute before the show started, like, oh, yeah, we're starting off with college basketball. And I screwed it up. <laughs> hey, it's not the Tanner J Man show unless one of us screwed something up. <laughs> yeah, so. That's right. Um, if the Tanner J Man show is per, uh, expecting perfection, this isn't a podcast for you. So that's, I, I think that's what gives us our charm. It does. It does. We're authentic. We're not yeah. trying to be people we're not. So we're, uh, we're idiots. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, Big Ten hoops, man. Uh, you got to be feeling pretty good right now. Uh, yeah. But this, this conference is, it's weird right now. Just very odd. You know, last Monday when we were doing our first bold predictions of 2022, I said Illinois would, or Illinois, the Big Ten would only have four yeah. NCAA tournament teams. And then Wisconsin turns around and wins at Purdue with Johnny Davis going off for 37 points. Yeah, 37 um, points, man. One yeah, of the best so that's it. performances by an opposing player I've, I've ever seen in Mackey. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I've been dogging Wisconsin really since the end of last year, but I think they're pretty dang for real. Yeah. Um, and that and that helps the Big Ten get its depth too, because we thought maybe they'd be like the ninth or 10th best team. They're sitting here looking like they might be the third or fourth best team. Mm-hmm. Um, right now. So I, I don't think the big tens as deep as it was last year. Um, but teams are starting to separate themselves. Uh, and I think it's going to be pretty dang good. I mean, Indiana had a huge win against Ohio state. They're one of those teams that I would say is right there on the cusp of being an NCAA tournament team. 
Um, so I think we're seeing we could get maybe seven or eight teams in at this point. I think um, one of the bracketologists, I don't remember which one, even as of last week, had 10. <laughs> Does that include like Northwestern? It might have at the time, but that's not going to happen. I know Joe Lenardi had them as one of his last teams in, but they've lost a couple in a row, including a home game to Penn State. Right. Um, so that I would assume drop them out. But I, I'm assuming it's including Minnesota as well, uh, which I think we're going to see them kind of tail off here. They already started to. Um, and and Pitt so. State's not an attorney team, but, man, they're not fun to play against. I'm telling you, Micah Shrewsbury, and you would know better than I even – uh, with him being a Purdue assistant for a while, um, he's going to make them into a program oh, yeah. that's not a loser anymore. It's it's kind of reminds me a little of Greg Pico with Rutgers. Rutgers yep. was a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. He's added instant credibility, and they've made an NCAA tournament. I expect Shrewsbury to do the exact same thing. Well, he's already getting to play hard. He's already recruiting mm-hmm. better um, than Chambers. Well, Chambers recruited pretty good there for for a short mm-hmm. stint. Um, did he go about it? uh cleanly i I don't know (laughs) but uh uh, yeah i mean and i hate playing at the bryce jordan center because it's only like a a tenth full um but uh purdue did they play well they didn't play their greatest by any means Uh, i thought their defensive effort was better than it was against wisconsin Mm -hmm. um but they escaped with a win and that's all i care about i don't care what it looks like especially on the road just get wins i mean um i'm just getting annoyed with (laughs) these guys single-handedly going off, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Ron Harper against Whitt Rutgers, Johnny Davis, and then uh, Pickett against uh, Penn yeah. State. And and it wasn't like they were hitting wide open, easy shots. They were contested most of the time and going in and just is what it is. But uh, Purdue got a much-needed win because um, if they lost that game, I would have been in panic mode already. Yeah, they would have been three games out. Yep. already behind Michigan state and Illinois yep. um, that, yeah, it, you, it almost feels like a must win game sure. um, at that point, but uh, I mean, they're still in it. And as, as you said, regardless of how you do it on the road in the big 10, you, you could be playing the worst team in the history of big 10 basketball. You get a one point road win. You're feeling pretty good. Regardless. Indiana and Crean's first year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, any Northwestern team that I can picture. I hate Northwestern. <laughs> I know I you do. <laughs> um, like, like tomorrow, Illinois plays at Nebraska. I expect it to be a dogfight. You remember last year, I watched that game with you, Illinois at Nebraska. It took Io DeSumo going off in the final two it minutes did. to tie it. They were down seven with three minutes left. I will I say. trash Nebraska team. They looked like trash against Rutgers, but Rutgers is starting to come on too. So, yeah. And, I mean, I think we expected Rutgers to start playing a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've put themselves in quite a hole so far and it'll be interesting to see if they can dig themselves out of it. But I mean, that, that arena there in Piscataway, what's it called? Uh, what is that called? The rack? It was, no, it was um, the rack. Now it's, it's, uh, it's, it's um, Jersey Mike's Jersey Mike's arena. Oh man. That, yeah. that takes the fun away. I know it does. But, I'm still uh, calling it the rack. That's a place. No one wants to play there. No one wants to play there. No, it's it's a difficult venue. I don't like playing at any venues in the Big Ten. So um, that's fair. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be interesting this week. Uh, you know, Purdue is supposed to go up to Ann Arbor tomorrow night, but Michigan's got hit by COVID. Mm-hmm. It postponed their game against Michigan State. A, now postponed their game against Purdue. I'm sure Michigan has COVID issues, but it's very curious. They play arguably the three best teams in the Big Ten here this week, and all of a sudden they're on yep. COVID pause. Yep. Same thing kind of happened last year, which kind of screwed Illinois out of a uh, Big Ten regular but they, season. They won't be able to get out of these. They will get um, rescheduled. They but, will have to reschedule. But for Michigan State and Purdue's sake, it better not. They better not throw it into like a three game week where the other two have like really tough matchups because mm-hmm. that's just not fair. Last I mean, year, Illinois to, had a. But, last yeah. year, Illinois had a four game week. You, I know. You remember that? It was towards yeah. the end of February. It sucked. Yeah, I know. I think, it, it, I think Illinois won. Every single one of them. It just so, sucks that the Big Ten still has to go through right. this. And college basketball and, I still mean, has to go through this. I I hate Tom Izzo. You hate Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. But Izzo had a real good point today where he said there's not a whole lot of clarity uh, from the administration standpoint. Uh, imagine we need that. more clarity on this stuff. Zero communication. And imagine that. Kevin Warren's been an absolute disaster. And um, it continues. Yeah, you have to have seven scholarship players. So not mm-hmm. including walk-ons to be able to go. And Michigan tested again yesterday, and they weren't able to have seven guys ready to go. So, And 
with the CDC now having the five day um, quarantine sort of thing, I think it will help them maybe play Illinois on Friday. Yeah. Um, which that's a game I know both teams have circled uh, at the beginning of the year, and uh, I, I hope they get to play it. All, all the Michigan games, I think, were circled, but they've all lost their hype just because of Michigan's six-loss yeah. start. Which, but which that kind of scares me about playing sure. them right now, anyway, because they're due. Sure, um, they're super talented. It's only a matter of time. They're it due, but they're like. down. They're due, but they're down. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fair. Um, you can look at it both when, both ways. When they came into the season ranked number four, I thought it was preposterous. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see them being seven. Thank you, seven and six at this point. Um. But yeah, now Purdue gets four days in a row practice. They host Wisconsin or they host Nebraska Friday night. That's their lone game. But next week they got a three game gauntlet at Illinois, at Indiana, and Northwestern at home. Yeah, I mean three three game weeks happen, I guess. But yeah, it does. Um, they're never fun weeks. <laughs> I mean, you, you have game boom, boom, boom. You can never really relax. Um, yeah. I, I will say I think Purdue has helped significantly by that game being at eleven a.m. Um, sure. Central time on Monday, which I'm not happy about that because I won't be able to watch a single second of it. Um, it who who knows what kind of crowd's going to be there? I know students. I don't think will be back yet. If students are back, they have that day off. I bet. Yeah, but back. I I bet they're back. It, it it seems like it takes until the end of January to get mm. Illinois students back for oh. whatever reason. Huh. I, I don't I don't know why that is. It's real annoying come college basketball season though. Gosh, I hope they're not back. Yeah. Because I, I do that 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 affects games. I, I no big I mean, times, especially yeah. conference games. I'd never heard a Big Ten game more quiet than I heard Maryland Illinois to start the other night, and it, it got louder as the game progressed and got later in the game. And Illinois started going on a run, but the home team took on the energy of the crowd, and the energy was awful. It yeah, was terrible. Same, same thing happened to Mackey Monday against Wisconsin. I mean, it finally started to get loud when. Purdue end up getting set point lead, even though they didn't sustain it. But for a while, it was just dead. It's like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, the guys want to feed off your energy. Bring the energy. Yep. But yep. this wasn't there. Sorry. But, yeah, right now, um, Illinois is ranked 25th now. You got to be feeling pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah them and Michigan State are kind of – I don't want to say they're separating themselves, but right now they're, they're looking really good. Um, yeah. Um, Illinois won – 10 of their le- uh, last 11 Big Ten road games, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, it's just, it's one of those things. They're, they've completely turned it around since the Cincinnati loss. They were looked awful against Cincinnati. Andre Curbelo gets hurt against Kansas State. You're thinking, I don't know where the offense is going to come from. And Alfonso Plummer something clicked with him, and it's completely opened up the offense. They've started shooting the ball real well. Um I couldn't care less at the rank, to be honest. I'd prefer they stay unranked. They're number 10 in the net ranking, which uh, that's what the NCAA uses to mm-hmm. a seed team. So they'd be like a three seed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd prefer this fly under the radar a little bit still. And sure. I mean, Kofi Coburn, even with Johnny Davis' huge week against Purdue and Iowa, didn't play as good last night against Maryland. Kofi Coburn still won Big Ten Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. It's been absolutely dominant. And it still seems like he hasn't got a whole lot of buzz. Um, mm-hmm. from the national riders for whatever reason. I, it, it might just be been there three years. He's been too consistent that he's just kind of boring at this point. I was reading some. It was some message board, and it's probably <clears throat> it's just a rumor. Some guy was talking to some Illinois booster, and Illinois boosters aren't as worried about him leaving pro after this year. They're more worried about him going to a different school. I don't. I haven't heard I don't understand that, though. Rumors. But, um, unless I'm he honestly, just doesn't think he can be a pro player and wants to make NIL money. It's which – he'd be smart to just stay at the same right. school where he has his brand. And I mean, right. Illinois fan base is insane when it comes to that kind of stuff. I, I bet he's already making maybe seven figures. I, I bet he's a millionaire by this point. So it's like Bryce um, Young. Yeah. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I wish they'd kind of come out with those numbers. I understand why they don't, uh, but, but it'd be interesting to see what kind of big 10 players are up there yep. um, in basketball. I honestly, the NIL, it might help. Um, Illinois bring Kofi back next year. Who yep. knows? I think it um, helped him this year. It definitely helped him <laughs> get him back. And really, this year it's all gravy anyway because he wasn't expected to come back. So I'm just yeah. kind of enjoying it. Kind of like Io last year, he wasn't supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. Ended up doing it. So if he leaves, go somewhere else. You know, had three great years. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be huge if he came back though. But uh, don't want to get too far ahead of myself. No, no. I just thought it was interesting. I was like, 
Yeah. Oh, I just figured if he didn't go pro, he'd be back at Illinois. I didn't. I mean, he had a chance to transfer this year and decided not to. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm glad he didn't because they'd. Uh, he's he's clearly the MVP of the Big Ten. He was plus 28 against Maryland when he was on the floor, and they were minus 16 with him off the floor in the 10 minutes he didn't play. Has so. anybody been able to get him in the foul trouble yet? Well, Mar- uh, Maryland kind of did. They got two cheap fouls on him within the first 10 minutes, and he mm-hmm. sat out. They did the auto bench, which mm-hmm. I don't like. Um, he's really good about not fouling though, which is kind of, um, amazing for how big he is, but mm-hmm. he's pretty nimble and he doesn't use his hands. He he's just, he's such a good defender. Now he's night and day from his freshman year. It felt like he was in foul trouble all game long. Um, I don't remember a single game where he got even four fouls on him. I, I don't remember a single game. Now their backup big Omar Payne is averaging over nine fouls per 40 <laughs> minutes. So he's, he's kind of taking all those fouls for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no one, no team's gotten him in foul trouble. The teams need to though. That'll like, be interesting. The, against Purdue next way. Monday. Yeah. Uh, that's, him and Edie could just probably kill each other. And yeah. honestly, they probably won't even call that much because both, both guys are so big. They'll just, They'll just beat each other all over the place. And Zach's got the same problem Isaac Hosted with his elbows. You well, got to keep the ball up. You bring it down, then you become yeah height of the guy's head. He's so tall that he just turns around and yep. he bumps into a guy, and it's an offensive yep. foul. Or yep. uh, that that will be a fascinating matchup. But Purdue has the edge in the fact that Kofi's going to have to sit at some point, and you're having Omar Payne going against either Travion Williams, right, and right. Zach Eady, which right. is which is a scary proposition. I don't know who's going to guard Jade Nivey. They don't have a guy like that that can – I mean, Trent Frazier is one of the best on-ball defenders in the Big Ten, but he's given up four inches and probably 20 pounds, and Ivy's significantly more athletic. So that's that's where the mismatch is going to be. There's not going to be much of a mismatch down low. I think Illinois would probably have the advantage They put there. Williams on him? Um, I don't know if DeMonte has the quickness. To do it. I mean, they put DeMonte on Dante Scott, who's four inches taller, and he mm-hmm. shut him down in the second half. Yeah. Um, they, they put DeMonte on EJ Liddell in the Big Ten championship game, shut him down in the yep. second half. So they might have to do something like that, but I think you're just gonna have to let him go off and let try to stop the other guys, to be honest. Yeah, the guys who won the game the other day for Purdue were Trayvon Williams off the bench having twenty one and Mason Gillis Mason career Gillis, high fourteen. Yep. He's he's been really efficient for Purdue and kind of earned his starting spot back because Caleb mm-hmm. first got COVID. And then <laughs> even before that, he was starting to kind of not do too much. Um, so Gillis has kind of got a yeah. spot back, but uh, it's been interesting. Uh, Brandon Newman was a did not play the other day just by coach's decision. Really? So it's, it's interesting because you can see he has no confidence right now. And mm. I don't know, Painter's trying to find a, find a mix. So, I mean, Man. he plays yeah. Ethan Morton quite a bit. So. Which Ethan Morton had a good game against who do you have a really good game against? You tweeted he's a really good basketball. I was against player. Wisconsin. He was that having a good Wisconsin? game. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't score a lot, but he does all the little things. And um I mean, he have a little bit of a defenders. Dakota Matthias to him. Yeah, of course he doesn't shoot and he's not quite the on ball defender, mm-hmm. but just a smart guy you trust that uh, when the ball's in his hands. So sure. yeah. Um it seemed like Ivy disappeared a little bit against Wisconsin. Oh, definitely uh, he, did. They took him out of the game. He fell asleep one time and gave up a wide open three to Brad Davison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he kind of took some wild shots late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still young. Yeah. Um, sometimes he tries to do too much. And on the defensive mm-hmm. end, Matt was really on him on his radio show after that game on Monday. And I thought he played a lot better defense on Saturday. He still goes too over aggressive sometimes and then leaves guys wide open mm-hmm. or, or helps too much off ball. But um, that's, I don't know, that's one thing Purdue's got to learn how to be a decent, at least a decent def- defensive team because they do give up a, wi- a lot of wide open looks from three. And that's what scares me against a team like Illinois next week. Not they overlooking sco- Nebraska, but you, you can overlook Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> um, Purdue scores enough. If they can just find some yeah. sort of defensive rhythm, they could uh, go on a run here. But it'll be interesting. There's uh, a lot of decent games slated this week around the conference. Mm-hmm. Starting Tuesday night, we have Rutgers at Penn State. I'm going to go Rutgers, but this this is going to be a close one, I think. You can get in the door for as low as $3. <laughs> um, Your hot man. dog will literally cost more. And if Rutgers wins this, they're 4-1 in Big Ten yeah. play. I know. Uh, give me Rutgers. Yeah, give me Rutgers. 
Um, Illinois at Nebraska. Illinois is 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, Illinois wins by 20. I think they cover. I'm scared, though, because again, <laughs> you're scared to game, even say that. Pinnacle Bank Arena gets pretty loud. They did not play there well last year whatsoever. Um, Illinois is too good to lose to Nebraska, but who knows? I mean, stuff can happen. Don't say that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota at Michigan State. Um, yeah, Michigan State. I think takes I care agree. of this one. Michigan State. Maryland coming off a tough loss last night to Wisconsin at home, traveling to Northwestern. Maryland's eight and six. They just can't win. Eight, eight um, and seven now. Eight and seven now. And 0 and four in the Big Ten. I'm going to take Northwestern at Welsh Ryan. Maryland's got to be the most. Uh, Michigan's pretty dang disappointing. Maryland's Maryland, lost their head coach. I would I say mean, he's right up there with them. I mean, it's they were put in a tough bind when their head coach. Yeah, but they, I mean, they came into the year ranked and they started losing yeah. right away and then Turgeon. Yeah, uh, yeah that's quit. a good point. Uh, Michigan's more disappointed, but Maryland's up there with them. Um, yeah. I think Maryland gets it done. I can't pick North. I know you can't. <laughs> uh, Ohio State at Wisconsin. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah. Must, not a must win for Ohio State, but one they need. Um, Ohio State's four and one in Big Ten play. So they're right there with Wisconsin. Yeah. They just lost to Indiana. Didn't look very good doing so. Uh, mm-hmm. Suing and Towns, there's still no timetable for their return. Suing's only played two games. Towns hadn't played any yet. Um, I'm going to take Wisconsin at home. Um, man, Ohio state blew out Wisconsin back in December. That's right. I forgot that I played once. Wow. They're going to close each other out. Man. Um, I think EJ Liddell's too much of a bad matchup for Wisconsin. At the same time, Johnny Davis is a bad man. It's a coin flip game. Give me Ohio state on the road. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, I don't like picking Wisconsin, (laughs) Wisconsin either. Um, Indiana at Iowa. This is an interesting one. This will be an interesting one. Um, I mean, Indiana's playing a lot better, but Murray can go off for Iowa. Uh, I think Iowa usually gives Indiana problems up at Carver-Hawkeye, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. But something tells me Indiana's going to go get another good win for themselves. I agree. Uh, I think Indiana goes on the road. Um, Iowa doesn't have a whole lot of anything outside of Keegan Murray. No. Uh, they they need more from Bohannon's elderly butt um they need more <laughs> from both McCaffrey's and from that Philip Rebraca whatever his name is uh give me Indiana though I like the way they're playing right now I mean I don't like it but they're playing, they're playing good defense I still mm-hmm. think they need a little more on their offense but it's yep. it's obviously working right now so. yep Michigan at Illinois if the game's played El- Illinois will be in my home I hope so. I'm t- I'm taking Illinois, but but uh, that would scare me that Michigan gets so much prep time. Yeah, even though, I mean, but a lot of their guys they could can't be practice without, right now. So I mean, though Illinois had the COVID issues and they didn't play for 13 days and only got two days of practice time. Yeah, they went into Minnesota and just blew the doors off of yeah. them. So yeah. could bring a team together. You never um, know. Yeah, give me Illinois. Uh, Nebraska at Purdue. I think Purdue wins this one. Being their only game this week, they should be rested up and well-prepared. Purdue by 42. I hope so. That'd um, be nice. I'd love to see the walk-ons <laughs> get some time. Pay Cruz back. Uh, Mackey should be should be nice. on fire. Uh, Northwestern at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State. Give me Michigan State. Rutgers at Maryland. You know, I'll finally give Maryland a win. <laughs> I, think, I think Maryland wins two games this week. That'll be a big week for them. That's mm. Penn State at Ohio State. OSU bounces back from our Ohio Washington State Wisconsin. as well. Iowa at Minnesota. I don't know why. I just think Minnesota's going to tank, kind of start falling apart. I'm going to take Iowa. Give me Iowa. Yeah. Then on Monday at 11 a.m., we have Purdue at Illinois. Game of I, the year. I was hoping we wouldn't even pick this game, to be honest. Uh, no, no. I know. I, 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 the, the outcome of this game determines whether I do the show next week. So fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking Illinois. I don't, I don't feel good about this game. At and all. I'm taking Purdue cause I don't feel good about it either. So I don't feel good about better. next, next week. I'm already, I'm not looking forward to it already. I have to play against <laughs> Illinois with you. Got to play against Indiana Thursday, back to back. It's just my nightmare. Then Indiana, Nebraska play at five. Uh, I, on I Monday. We'll, we'll cover that next it, that, week. That is one thing. Indiana hasn't really been, hasn't played the greatest opponents. In the last about month, no. really. Yeah. But they, they, really they got to play. Got to play who's on your schedule. Got to play. Yeah. I mean, you got to beat who's on your schedule. So, and yeah. 
get getting a win against Ohio State kind of. Oh yeah, then that yeah they were ranked thirteen. Thanks for correcting yeah. me there. I forgot about that one already. So, uh, any more college basketball talks? That's uh, oh. just crazy around the nation right now. We saw Duke mm-hmm. get upset by Miami, Florida at home. Uh, Miami, Florida might be the second best team to ACC. And Miami's not even ranked after that. I win. know they're thirteen and three undefeated in the ACC. I don't know what it's yeah. going to take to get them ranked. Um, but uh, you know Notre Dame now they're eight and five. They got a overtime win at Georgia Tech. <laughs> Over yeah. the weekend, uh, Butler. <laughs> they might be the bad, third best team. Bad man. week for Butler. Two losses last week. Um, yeah, Butler stinks. Yeah, just I was just thinking of Indiana yeah. schools because really, yeah. outside of that, I haven't watched. I haven't watched a lot of basketball outside the Big Ten. I haven't either. No, I've watched haven't. only Big Ten. Um, sticking with college hoops, though, for word association, I went through Purdue's recruiting oh, um, signees. In uh, college basketball from 2002 through 2000, I think 17, and I picked one guy from each class. There was one class where I'd never heard of either of them. Um, what so class was that? I think it was 2003, 2003 or 2004. Okay. Uh, there, there was one where it was two no star um, guys that I'd never heard of, so I just skipped over that one. But uh, starting huh. with David Teague, uh, one of the best shooters in Purdue history, uh, heart and the soul of that. 0607 team, him and Carl Landry, that they were lucky to have them both back. That got Matt Payer to his first NCAA tournament. Um, he went nuts against Illinois one time at Mackey for like 30. Of course he did. Um, you were at that game. I was at that game. Yeah. I remember it vividly. Um, that was that same year I'm talking about. But, mm. yeah, he was a fun one. It seemed like he was at Purdue forever, which he was at for five years because he was hurt all season for one year. But, uh, yeah, fan favorite. Fun. Bryant Dillon. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, played on some bad teams. Was a junior college guy. Played on a, I think a seven win team and a nine win team. Mm-hmm. But I think he was the leading scorer on that nine win team of Painter's first year. But skinny guy, wore number five guard. Um, is what he was. I mean, just didn't play on good teams. Nate Manoy. Nate Manoy. Uh, <laughs> he was pretty talented for a big boy. He's big, um, yeah. Kind of got in some trouble. Was another guy part of painters first year and then wasn't asked to come back and up transferring to central Michigan. And, uh, don't think he ever played much there. He, I don't even know if he played a full year, but, uh, he was good friends with my cousin's husband. So I've learned a little bit that. about Nate Manoy mm-hmm. over the years. Keaton Grant. Underrated Boilermaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, a, he was the MVP his sophomore year of the team. He went from not being able to hit threes to being a really good three point shooter by the time he left Purdue. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, forgotten about because you look at Etwan Juwan, mm-hmm. humbled even Chris Kramer a lot, and you forget about Keegan Grant. He was yeah, he, a good ball player. He was kind of the glue guy there. Sure was. One of my favorites here, Nimija Chalasan. <laughs> oh, good old Nelly. Nelly. Uh, he was all right, but I had higher expectations. He was a second-rated yeah, rated Juco, <laughs> Juco, uh, second-rated Juco player, and he chose Purdue over Kentucky just because he knew a gal who was a Purdue student at the time. The number one junior college rated player was Jamarcus Ellis. Remember him? At Indiana. Oh yeah, Indiana. So I mean, I mean, never Jock could shoot, but uh, once Jawan Johnson kind of came on, he 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 sat the bench. Didn't he go toe to toe with Blake Griffin? He did. He had a heck of a game in that uh, preseason NIT game at Mass Square Garden when Oklahoma shot forty plus free throws that produced five, and Oklahoma beat him in overtime. And I broke my phone. Reminds me of a certain national championship game in 2005. <laughs> I bet uh, you didn't break your phone because you didn't have one. Didn't have one then. Lewis Jackson. Oh, good old Lou Jack. Uh, one of the most exciting players to watch at Purdue just because how quick he was. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, his recruiting tape. I was so excited because he could jump out of the gym. Then he only ended up having one dunk at Purdue, but it was still cool to see that one dunk. But, uh, yeah, uh, part of me kind of wishes he would have redshirted the year that Hummel ended up tearing his ACL because he was hurt until – about uh, midway through the Big Ten season mm-hmm. that year and came back to play, which I understand why he did because they thought they could have done something special. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he kind of became a scorer his senior year when yeah, they did. relied on him and Robbie Hummel a bunch. I think he put up 27 or 29 against Iona in a in a pre-se- preseason conference tournament. He had that little mid-range jumper. Yeah. Remember. Unfortunately, his about his worst two-minute stretch of his career was the last two-minute stretch of his career against Kansas. He had Kansas. two timely – Turnovers that end up kind of cost them the game. Kelsey Barlow. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> very talented, but just, just out there, just 
weird troublemaker ended up getting kicked off the team for an incident at warehouse bar, but he uh, came back to play on the Purdue TBT team this summer. And all of a sudden Barlow's hitting threes and he's become a shooter. It's like, where did he develop this overseas? I think he's having a decent overseas career, Mm. but uh, he was, he was a weird one. I'd see him on campus, like on his bike and he'd be talking to himself. He was, he was kind of out there. (laughs) Very, very talented though, but Uh just very, very odd. Tacos Carroll. Uh, one of my least favorite Purdue players of all time. Uh, he was the Gatorade, <laughs> the Gatorade uh, player of the year in Indiana, put up good stats against Cody Zeller in high school. And then he was just Mr. Fundamental. When you're 16 uh-huh. at Purdue and he didn't have a single dunk in game, that says something. Uh, Donnie Hale. Oh, boy. Man. I remember, we didn't we bump into him at the mall? Yeah. With his girlfriend or something. He and that whole recruiting class was just Matt Painter whiffs. Bad. Matt Matt went for the, the talent instead of the fit and uh, almost got him fired. Was he there with like what what year was that? Was that a Ronnie Johnson, Jacob Lawson? Uh no, he was the back to back like last place in the big ten years. Ronnie was actually the next year because he's on uh, my list here. Ronnie Johnson. Too much sauce. Good too old much Ronnie sauce. Johnson. Him and then he ended up going to Houston and then Auburn. And, and Purdue yeah. beat them at Auburn. Uh, it came full circle, and they played each other in a preseason tournament. Kendall Stevens. One of the best Purdue three-point shooters of all time. I mean, shooter. he wasn't at Purdue a ton, but I think um, Sasha Stavanovic just passed him for all-time three-pointers really? points made at Purdue. And uh, just he got lost in the shuffle and then ended up going to Nevada and finished his career mm-hmm. pretty strong. But I don't think there was any hard feelings there. His dad's Purdue legend, Everett Stevens. Isaac Haas. Uh, pretty talented big man. I mean, was never an NBA fit, but I thought he got better every year. He was at Purdue and was a tough mismatch and really started Purdue's let's go get not only seven footers, but over seven footers. Yeah. And now Painter just keeps grabbing them every year, every year or two. So, uh, um, but I'll, I'll always, it's hard to think of Isaac Haas not think of his broken elbow against Cal State yep. Fullerton. Yep. Ryan Klein. Oh, I got to think of the Tennessee game right away in the Sweet 16 when he just went nutso. Um, another great three-point shooter at Purdue. Uh, one Matt Painter wishes he would have redshirted his freshman year, but thankfully he didn't because he single-handedly won them the game at Pittsburgh in the ACC Big Ten Challenge that year. But uh, hmm. it will forever, forever be the uh, three-point pointers he had against Tennessee. Carson Edwards. One of Purdue's all-time greats. I mean, um, it's too bad to see he hasn't his NBA career never really shook out. I mean, he's in the G League right now, but uh, his tournament performance the same year Klein went off against Tennessee. His just tournament performance against Old Dominion, Villanova, Tennessee, and then uh, Virginia. Virginia was just legendary. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Harms. Oh, good old Matt Harms, Indiana killer. That's what I love yeah. him for. He just <laughs> Indiana fans hate him. He always played really well against Indiana. Um, left for BYU last year and had the exact same season he always had at yep. Purdue. So, if if he if he stayed at Purdue last year, Zach Eady probably was going to redshirt. Yeah. So it kind of all worked out. That's going to do it. And that is the Word Association segment, which is which is brought to you by Rhett Lee Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrew Key LLC are located at two hundred six Fourth Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call Rhett today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. And I guarantee he'll be glued to the TV to watch yep. his Georgia Bulldogs tonight <clears throat> in the national title game against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Who you got? I got Bama. 31-20. This will be, be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Give me Bama. I think they win it again. I don't have any sort of interest in watching this game. I don't think I will watch this game. It's Alabama fatigue, uh, but I think Alabama wins. Entering tonight, Alabama has been an underdog only twice in its last 95 games. And I bet the moment they became underdogs, Georgia's like crap. And Alabama's pinning that up on their bolt. Yep. Absolutely. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. And next week on the podcast and tomorrow on social media, I'll have the winner announced of the Tan and J-Man Show Bowl 
pick'em contest yes, uh, going into the night. Our good buddy Connor Thompson is two or three points ahead of another good buddy of ours, Andrew Eiler. So with a few others, because I, I don't know, I'm guessing a lot of people have Alabama pretty big. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how it shakes out tonight. I can't see anybody's picks till the game starts. Do you want to go into the NFL or do you want to do our bold predictions real quick? Uh, let me knock out the honest day and then we'll do bold predictions Perfect. real fast. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll get into the NFL. I haven't even looked at the on this day segment, so this could be interesting. On this day in 1945, no one was elected to baseball's Hall of Fame. What year? 1945. Hmm. I don't know why. Don't know who was up for it then, but nobody World was World War chosen. II, maybe? Could have been. Probably was. Uh, on this day in 1967, the 17th NBA All-Star Game was played at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, California. The West beat the East 135-120. to 120. Who was the MVP of that All-Star Game? 67? Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Bill Russell. Good guess. It was Rick Barry. Mm. Cow Palace, Warrior. Yeah. On this day, 1982, the AFC Championship was played in Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati as the Cincinnati Bengals beat the San Diego Chargers 27-7 in the game that is known as the Freezer Bowl. Freezer Bowl. Yeah, I believe. I forget what the temperature was. It was something just outrageous. Hmm. On this day, 1986, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the LA Lakers scored his 34,000th career point during a 124-102 win over, over the Indiana Pacers. It's the only NBA player to reach the milestone at the time. Remains the all-time leader with 38,387 points. He's pretty good. Yeah. On this day, 1989, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, at the time the LA Kings center, became the NHL's all-time leading scorer in combined regular season and playoff points. He had four assists and a 5-4 to four home win over the Edmonton Oilers, bringing his total to 2011, one more than Gordy Howe. Mm. On this day in 1996, Jimmy Johnson was announced as the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Nothing like taking away Dan Marino's away uh, voice, essentially. Jimmy Johnson just <laughs> didn't let Dan Marino do Dan Marino things. Not very smart of him. Pathetic. He's an idiot. Not very smart. On this day, 1998, Utah Jazz head coach Jerry Sloan won his 600th NBA game in the 111-84 victory at the Houston Rockets. He's from South Bend, wasn't he? Went to Evansville. I know to play ball, so yeah. I know that much. He's a purple ace. On this day, 2003, NBA, the NBA announced that Charlotte, North Carolina is awarded an NBA expansion franchise to be known as the Charlotte Bobcats, and they would start playing 0405. Eventually, they changed their name to the Charlotte Hornets in the 14-15 season. I couldn't have guessed it was that long ago. Hmm. I don't know why I was thinking Jerry Sloan was from South Bend. He's from Illinois. Oh. I don't know. Who won the college football uh, 13th annual BCS National Championship on this day in 2011? 2011, that was 2001. That was Alabama over Texas, wasn't it? No, that was Auburn over Auburn Oregon, over 22 to 19. And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment. If you, yourself, your business or organization would like to become a sponsor of the On This Day segment, let Josh or I know. You can email us, text us, get a hold of us on social media, and uh, we'll talk about some packages for you. Yes, sir. Hitting up our bold predictions real quick. I have them here on my phone. What's your first one? Yes, one of my bold predictions for 2022 is a golfer on the PGA Tour will complete the career grand slam. So I'm talking if Roy McIlroy wins the Masters, he completes it. If Jordan Smith wins the PGA Championship, he completes it. If Phil Mickelson wins the U.S. Open, he completes it. Or some guys could go off for like two majors, like Kepka. Maybe he wins the Masters and the uh, Open Championship. I don't know. Rory winning the Masters is one of mine. So I had a feeling it was coming this week or next week. So <laughs> I wanted to change mine up a little bit. Yeah. I said Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and David Ortiz all make the Hall of Fame. All three steroid accused. You're sticking to that Clemens and Bonds one from, from last year. I it, it feels like it's trending that way. And I think the media likes Big Poppy too much not to have him in. You had a Big Ten uh, related one last week. I got one this week. The Big Ten will have one team make the Final Four. I like that. 
I like that. This is a uh, personal one for me. Zach Thomas finally makes the NFL Hall of Fame. He's been a semifinalist each of the last three years. I think he finally gets in. Finally um, his time. He, he deserves to get in. I have a couple NFL-related ones. Carson Wentz will be the Colts' starting quarterback come week one. Nice. Here's an NFL one for you. Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Deshaun Watson are all traded. That's that's a bold one. I like that one, mm-hmm. though. I got one with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson will not play in 2022. That would not surprise me. Uh, Golden State Warriors will win the NBA title. I almost had that. But I went the NBA direction, and this is maybe just kind of what I want to happen. The Pacers will finally have a top five pick in the NBA draft. <laughs> they're they're looking that way, aren't they? And, and just be bad enough to get yourself good chances to get up mm-hmm. get up there. Gosh, they're boring. Yeah. At least Lance Davidson's brought some entertainment. This might be the first time they're bad enough to actually be like a top lottery pick. They're thirteenth in the East. They have they're the terrible, like sixth worst record in the NBA. So it's and awful. hopefully Donnie Walsh decides to trade. Not Donnie Walsh. Wow, um, Miles. <laughs> it used to be Donnie Walsh. Simon. Uh, a long time ago. Uh, Simon, the owner. Hopefully, he decides to. In the general manager, hopefully, decides to trade some guys away to even make him even worse. Hmm. Alabama will not play in the national championship game next year. So you give a, one of those that we're going to have to, well, no, we might know that. Might we'll, I, yeah, I we'll think know. we'll know on New Year's Eve usually. Yeah, we'll know if they're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2022 will be Bill Belichick's last year. I hope so. That's I maybe re- more just hoping so. Than I really anything. hope so. My last one here, I think we have a first-time MVP winner in both the American League and National League. I think Vlad Jr. wins in the American League. And assuming he's healthy, who knows if he'll even be back by the time the season starts, but I think Ronald Acuna Jr. will finally win an MVP. Those are good ones. I also have a baseball one. The Seattle Mariners finally end their playoff drought dating back to 2001. I like that one. I really like that one. I think they do, too. Yeah. I think they do. Good list there, Tandem, man. Yep. Uh, lots of NFL talk. We got winners and losers to go over. We got a quarterback list. We got Black Monday. I don't know where to start. Three winners, three losers. I have that pulled up. Easy enough. Uh, one of my winners, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. Me too. They lucked into kind of getting the playoffs, but I will say he's an old old man, but he was impressive on that game-winning drive. Big mm, Ben rolls on to another week at Arrowhead. San Francisco 49ers. They're one of mine as well. Going in to Los Angeles and beating the Rams. It's pretty impressive. Yes, and um, – Kyle Shanahan's safe, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Him and Lynch playoffs. both are safe. Yep. Um, the Vegas Raiders are my last we, winner. We got the same three, yep. even though I, I think, hate putting them in the winner's column again. Yeah. Um, the Chargers are one of my losers. Mine so I'll too. just get that out of the way. <laughs> because all they had to do was play for a tie there. They took a timeout with 38 seconds left, hoping they were going to get the ball back. And I think the Raiders were really content with running out the clock and having ties so, so they'd both be guaranteed I think so too. a playoff berth. And the Raiders decided to run one more run, and they get field goal range. Like, screw it. We're just going to kick a field goal. If we miss, who cares? Like, we're going to be in the playoffs anyway. Except one um, thing I don't think a lot of people have brought up. There's a couple things. I, I'm an AFC West fan, of course. Mm-hmm. These teams don't like each other. So right. they're probably kind of like, Screw them. We don't want them making it after, especially after that timeout. The other thing is, I believe, I could be wrong about this, but I believe if they tied, Vegas was going to have to go to Kansas City. You're telling me they, they want to play against Kansas City, a team who's beat them there. Yeah. easily twice? That's I'd, rather, I'd rather go play Cincinnati. Abs- absolutely. So I, I didn't even think about that. A lot of people aren't talking yeah. about that. I'm like, I, but yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, at the same time, though, I think they were going to play it pretty conservatively just in case. Cause, right, right, um, right. They didn't want to turn the ball over. They didn't want to get a well, field goal blocked or anything. And my God, Vegas, how did you bl- blow that 15-point lead? You should have just yeah. had it over with. Yeah. I mean, all, all of Charger fans just need to hope Herbert gets a fourth and long because then he makes magic happen. He does. Every <laughs> single time he does. Um, I think I'm sure we have the same loser here, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, absolutely. Biggest loser of the year. Of the year. I mean, they were double-digit point favorites each of the last two weeks, and they lost. They got smacked that's, yesterday. That's enough to get a Frank Wright fired. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think so either. I know a lot um, of fans wanted to see them make some heads roll. 
Carson Wentz was horrendous yesterday. Yeah. Just that, uh, he awful. Was just, you can't defend him. The offensive line was terrible. Running game was terrible because defense of wasn't good. Line. Even defense was bad. They folded under the pressure against the worst team in the NFL. Haven't um, won at Jacksonville since 2014. It's crazy. It's it, it's pretty incredible though. Jacksonville had three wins this year. One against Buffalo, which is a playoff team, and their other two wins kept teams out of the playoffs. Yeah. Dolphins. Dolphins win that game. They're in the playoffs right now. Yep. Colts. Colts win that game. They're in the playoffs right yep. now. Um, it's pretty crazy how that ended up playing out. I mean, so. you think the Colts should have been focused. I mean, yeah, they're playing uh-huh, the worst team in yeah. the league, but when you're in, you can't take your eyes off the prize. They probably I'm just went there you. and thought, eh, we're going to get up on these guys right. early. They're going to quit. That and then I think Trevor Lawrence went eight for eight on the first he did. drive. It was the worst way he could have started the <laughs> and game. And I, the I bet they're sitting there like, oh, crap, here we yep. go. Um, it, it reminds me so much of every single Dolphins end of season loss when they need to get to the playoffs. It was kind of kind of fun to watch the Colts finally do it. Geno Smith flashbacks, Josh. Yeah, seriously. Uh, my last loser, Arizona Cardinals. If if they would have just beaten a bad Seattle team, uh, they would have won the division because the yeah. Rams lost. We finally so. differed on one. You know, I had the Rams just because yeah. I don't know what to think about them going into the playoffs. I don't either. I mean, I think they host Arizona, which Arizona they do. went through. Three and five at home, and they went seven and two on the road. That's a weird that one. Sense? Or seven and one, or six and two on the road. That's on a the weird road. One. So maybe Arizona feels better about going to Los Angeles than they would hosting it. Who knows? So. All right. Um, well, let's go ahead and let's talk about the quarterbacks, then the mm-hmm. playoffs, then end on Black Monday because I'm sure we can both get a little fired up yep. about that. So uh, playoff quarterback rankings. Yep. One through 14. That's how we ranked them. Um, mm-hmm. How did you go about ranking yours? I'm, I'm curious. Did you rank them by who you think's best, who you wanted yes. to be your starting quarterback if, if you had to who, choose late game or what? Who I think is the playing the best right now. Okay. I kind of um, took them both and, into consideration. Kind of an overall season, too, of who I would want starting for me is kind of That's who. fair. That's fair. Um, but my number one guy is Aaron Rodgers. Mine's Tom Brady. Hmm. I just, interesting. I, you know, and I'm, I was thinking in my head because one and two was a toss up for me. And I thought, who would I want the ball if I had to have the ball in a big playoff game? Because they yeah, both have mirac- miraculous seasons. Mm-hmm. But. And uh, Brady's won the big game. Rodgers teams find a way to not win them. Right. So that's fair. Uh, my number two guy's Pat Mahomes. Mine's Aaron Rodgers. Mm. So, yeah. I have Tom Brady three. I have Pat Mahomes three. So, and, and you could shift all three of those in any oh, order. And I easily. don't think I'm not going to yeah. argue. I have Joe Burrow four. I have Joey Burrow four. Nice. I have Josh Allen five. I have Dak Prescott five. I have Dak six. I have Josh Allen so, six. <laughs> flip flop those. I have Matt Stafford seven. I have Matthew Stafford seven. I have Kyler Murray eight. I have Kyler Murray eight. Um, and my, my number nine was either going to be Herbert or Derek Carr. So it's going to be Derek Carr. I have Carr nine. I've been Roethlisberger 10. I have big Ben 10. I have Tannehill 11. I have Mac Jones 11. I have Mac 12. I have Tannehill 12. I have Jimmy G 13. I have Jalen Hurts 13. I have Jalen Hurts 14. And I have so. Jimmy G 14. So we were pretty, pretty darn pretty close. close. Yeah. yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be fun, though, and it's fun that we're going to have a Monday night playoff game for the first time ever, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals-Rams Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, start off Saturday with uh, the Raiders and the Bengals. Start it off. And then the Saturday night game. Is that the Bills and the Pets? Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, because we got to make picks anyways. So Yeah. Which so. I forgot to mention, J-Man won the belt again. 12 and six on the season, 12 and six on the season, two straight years. The champ is here. You come at the King. You best not miss. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Maybe next year's your year. Oh boy. Starting with the Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals get this one done. I do too. Um, did you know, Josh, Nobody's ever sent a text message about the mm-hmm. Bengals winning a, a game. Yeah. And nobody's ever made a Facebook post about the Raiders or the Bengals winning a playoff game. <laughs> Bengals are six-point favorites. If I'm giving an AFC Coach of the Year 
award to anyone, it's going to be Rich Basaccia. I don't know how the Raiders can get rid of him. I, I don't either. He, that season had a chance to implode in on itself. Their coach yep. gets fired or yep. steps away. Yep. They have their best wide receiver, not yep. named Darren Waller, kill a person. Yep. Um, he's in jail. Uh, yep. Had a couple more arrests, and yep. they're sitting here in the playoffs. It's an incredibly um, impossible job that Bisaccia did. Yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm giving That's him praise. And, name. and I hate giving the Raiders praise about anything. <laughs> and and yeah, if if Davis is dumb enough to let him go, I, and I know he probably wants to try to swing for the fence of, for Harbaugh and make a splash like he did with the Gruden hire, mm-hmm. but uh, just stick with He's, what's working now. He he was dumb enough to hire Gruden. You don't think he's dumb enough to? Fire, oh, I definitely uh... think he's dumb enough. It's the Davises. <laughs> yeah, they're up there with the Ricketts, but but they yeah. spend their money a little more wisely. But uh, maybe they don't. I don't know. They don't spend it more wisely, but at least yeah. they spend it. Yeah, that's the a Raiders. Point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, New England at Buffalo. Maybe I'm just hoping on this one. I think Buffalo gets it done. Buffalo's four point favorites. I think they get it done. I think. Dolphins exposed New England a little bit yesterday. They they one of the worst rushing at 31st rushing attack in the NFL, and the Dolphins ran for 195 yards. Brian Flores just knows so, how to beat New England. He does four and two against Bill Belichick. Best record anyone's ever had. And they they can him. Um <laughs> Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Uh Tampa Bay, I think it rolls. Yeah, this is a huge playoff spread. Was Not nearly 10? as ten? Eight and a half. Not nearly as big as the Steelers Chiefs game, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me Tampa Bay 49ers at Dallas. I think Dallas wins this one, but I think this might be the best game of the weekend. 49ers are scary, man. Yeah. I don't, as long as Jimmy G doesn't turn the ball over, they play defense. They run it pretty well. Deep Debo Samuel was fantastic this year for him out of the G- backfield. Kittle's still <laughs> a mismatch. Yeah. I mean, Debo had over 1400 yards receiving. I think he had close to 500 yards rushing too. Um, dude's a beast, but give me Dallas in a real close one. I hope not. Yeah, it's uh, two teams that everybody hated in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most people still kind of hate them. Maybe not San Francisco as much, but um, Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Kansas City. This is a 12 and a half point spread. Kansas City's going to kill them. Kill them. Murder them. Why, why they chose that to be the Sunday nighter, it's got to be a Mahomes it's factor. It's Mahomes. And it's Roethlisberger's probable last game, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's and the Steelers draw huge ratings because mm-hmm. they got a national fan base. Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. This is a good one. I want to take the Cardinals, but I can't do it. I want to because I think the Rams turned into frauds, but I, I gotta take um, the Rams. I home field advantage is so big in the playoffs. But again, as a Cardinals are eight and one on the yep, road. That's that's a good point. Give me the Cardinals. I'm switching my pick. All I, right. don't, I don't know why. That's gonna be a real fun game to watch, though. Yeah, it should be. Um you just want to stay stick with that, and then we pick the divisional round next week. Yeah, yeah. Let's just okay. yeah, that's good. We got and enough we to talk about here. Black Monday, Black Monday. Your head coach was fired. My head coach was fired. A few other head coaches were fired. I saw um, mine coming, though. I don't know if you saw yours. Your tweet yesterday thought it might happen. Well, it been kind of mentioned. Said, don't be surprised if. One of those sort of things. I had a hard time believing it until it actually happened. I was real upset this morning. Frank um, Fleming of Barstool Sports was PO'd. I mean, his five-minute video, him and Big Cat, was hilarious. I think, I mean, the fact that they started one and seven and then won eight of their last exactly. nine to win it shows that he didn't lose the locker room. He was now, a game away from being coach of the year, probably. Yeah, yeah. And there were some behind-the-scenes things. Uh, Adam Beasley, former Dolphins beat writer, now NFL writer for very reputable uh, pro football network, um, wrote a story about today. And he said uh, Flores was incredibly difficult to work with. His relationship with um, GM um, Chris Greer and his staff and his players went from fraught to non-existent at times. Uh, Flores hired four offensive coordinators, four offensive line coaches in three years. If he were allowed to return for year four, he would have had a very difficult assembling, a very difficult time assembling a quality staff. Yeah. Um, Flores wrote his players over making weight, uh, speaking to reporters, embarrassing them in front of teammates, uh, even keeping them home for trivial reasons on road games. Uh, so there was obviously some disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, how does Chris Greer survive? Chris Greer is the one that spent 12 
draft picks on offensive linemen over the past like five years, it feels like. And they have the worst offensive line in football. He's completely neglected the running back room to the point where their two best running backs at the end of the year were um, practice squad pickups in November, Duke Johnson and Philip Lindsay. Um, his defenses hadn't always been good. His draft class in 2020 was awful. I mean, it looks awful. He cho- chose the wrong quarterback. Their second first round pick, Austin Jackson, was so bad at left tackle they moved him to left guard, where he's merely mediocre. They took Noah Igbenogbeni or whatever his name is, 28th overall in the first round in 2020. He's barely been active because he's been so bad. Um, how does that guy survive? He's been there 18 years, only three or four as GM, but 18 years, and they've made the playoffs twice. Could have had Jonathan game. Taylor, Josh. Yeah. That's the kind of crap that makes no sense um, as to why they'd fire Flores. I thought give him one more year, maybe the turnaround was real. Now, the slow starts to beginning the to begin the year are a real concern, and that's an indictment on Brian Flores, but I thought he deserved at least one more year. Now, I still really want Denver to bring him in for an interview. He's, he's, he should. He's, yeah. I came out with my top three list today on Twitter, which I'll share here momentarily. He's number two on my list. Yeah. But the one thing that does scare me after hearing that report, which you just read, um, read off to, to us, and I kind of had heard this too, is it just reminds me a lot of what Bill O'Brien got in trouble for in Houston. Yep. I'm like, is this yep. a New England thing? And, and, and another thing was Florida, Flores didn't like Tua from the start. Yeah, like he, right. He, and, and it sounds like Flores was the guy like pounding his fist on the table for Deshaun Watson. It wasn't Greer or Ross, yeah. like had been mentioned. Yeah. So he, I mean, it, it was evident yesterday even. Tua had two passing yards entering their final drive in the fourth quarter in the second half. Now, now, do you think Flores might have wanted Watson and, and the franchise didn't? And that could have been something? Or do you think? That's, I mean, that's the rumor is he's yeah. the one that wanted Watson. Yeah. Um, now, I think Ross wanted Watson as well and Greer, yeah. but it sounds like Flores was really the guy. Um, but, I mean, I thought Flores, excellent head coach. We obviously don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. No. And, and, and And this could be just the Dolphins came out with this as a way to save face and make it look like they had to do something. Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, you have your top three list. My top one really is Doug Peterson. I think he's I, number I'm, three on my list. I'm so sick of going the coordinator route. They've done it for the yeah. past four or five hires and it hasn't worked out. Go with a guy. He's, he's won a super bowl. He obviously yeah. knows how to develop quarterbacks. Um, Carson Wentz's injury prize, the thing that derailed his career in Philly. Um, give, give him a chance to work with Tua. He's really good in the run pass option sort of stuff. I, I really like him as a potential candidate. My, uh, Flores is my number two. Peterson's my number three. Dan Quinn's been my number mm-hmm. one. Um, I th- thought he was a pretty solid head coach at Atlanta, but his yeah. time just ran out. I just want a head coach who's experienced. Cause that's usually when Denver's good. They've had experienced head coaches, mm-hmm. Shanahan, Fox, and Kubiak. Kubiak. Yep. Uh, Joseph, Fangio, they're defensive guys. I don't care if you get a defensive guy, just get an experienced one. Don't get a guy who's a first-time head coach right. that hasn't proven to work. But there is, they've put permission to request to interview uh, Gerard Mayo, uh, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, um, Eric Bieniemy, um, Nathaniel Hackett, too. Nathaniel Hackett, Gannon, who's the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. I'm fine with that. Cast a wide net. The sure. more to interview, the better. Because in the in, in the searches in the past few years, they've interviewed like five. So mm-hmm. cast a wide net. George Payton's first time ever doing this. Um, so we'll see. I might have a new list come next week. But here's what I wanted to cover real quick before we get to the birdie bogey. So Flores, in his three years, Miami was 24 and 25. Three years before that, the uh, Dolphins had an overall record of 23 and 25. Matt Nagy, the Bears, went 34-31 and in a four-year stretch with two playoff appearances. The four years prior to that, the Bears were 19-45. and Why is there so much scrutiny for the Dolphins firing Flores, but not so much for the, for the Bears firing Nagy with those results right there? I mean, it has to have something to do with how bad they've been. I mean, they made the playoffs last year somehow. Twice, um, yeah how bad they were this year and then how bad they were and how, how he handled the double doink yeah. things. Yeah. That, um, that's a good point. And seeing how terrible Justin Fields was and how terrible his play calling was, but right. yeah, he's, he had more success than Flores. He's had more success than a lot of these guys. <laughs> and uh, Bears fans have wanted him out for years. It seems maybe, like maybe it's a brand thing too. 
the yeah. Bears think they're Could a be. national brand still? Maybe they are. <laughs> the, the nation, uh, ESPN thinks they are because they get five primetime games a year. Yeah, I'm so done with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. And Mike Zimmer also got canned today. Yeah. And uh, Chris Spielman, their GM. And keep an eye on uh, the Texans coach. Keep an eye on Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Maybe Joe Judge, even though it sounds like he's going to be safe. He, I mean, sh- oh my he should be the, he should have been fans. the first guy fired. Oh, giant fans. Woo. So, but, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Give me birdie bogey. Birdie bogey. Um, what NFL stadium past or present has been ho- host to the most NFL playoff games? I mean, I got to choose Lambeau Field. You were taking a bogey, my friend. Shoot. Candlestick Park. Candlestick, really? San Francisco, huh? Yep. I I guess um, Levi Stadium's only been around a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah they Candlestick went, yeah, closed in like that. 2013 or yeah. 2014. Yeah. Dang, good so, question. Good yep, question. Thank you. We're tied. Are, are we going to get any right this year? Maybe a couple. <laughs> Wrap us up there, J-Man, for episode 269. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.